Welcome everybody to the Lighthearted Podcast. What's up, guys? Um, this is Josh Hart. Um, my brother Matt Hillman um, is with me. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in and kind of starting this journey with us. This is going to be a fun ride. We're going to have a lot of um, different kind of guests on, and this is the first one, so we're really excited. Yeah, it should be fun. Appreciate you guys taking this ride with us. What? It was new, you know, starting something. I think we were probably both a little nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you got your profession. I have mine. I think it's always easy to kind of stick in that. But, uh, you know, this is a chance for us to kind of build something from the ground up and do something fun and tell stories. And I think we're excited about that. Yeah, that, definitely. And I think it's going to be really cool to, to have something where we can really interact with our fans in a different level. And your, your fans. Yeah, well... <laughs> I was gonna say I'll say our fans. You I got know, a few you, fans. Yeah, you got some fans. So don't don't count yourself short, man. You Shout know, out call, huh? Um, but no, <laughs> but no, definitely something to kind of have, be in touch with our fans, be more uh, interactive with our fans, kind of see what they want to hear us ask, what you know, who they want to have on the podcast. So this is you know an amazing journey for us. So um, you know, let's kind of get into the current life events, like what's yeah. going on in the. Uh, the Matt Hillman world right now, the yeah. cut and sew world. Well, this is definitely, I mean, it's definitely something we want to start every episode off like this for you guys. So you can kind of just get a feel of, you know, what Josh is going through, what I'm going through. And uh, just so we can kind of, you know, continue to build a relationship with you guys. Obviously every episode is an interview, which is amazing. And we want you guys to ex- hear all these stories, but we also, um, we want to give you guys something you can expect week over week. And uh, we want to start every episode off with just a little bit of conversation and uh, really kind of set the tone. Um, I think it might even be good to, to go back before like yeah. today and just kind of talk about our how relationship met, and yeah. how we met, how long we've known each other, how we both ended up here, so on and so forth. Um, so the first time we met, uh, first time we really would talk, I was my going into when I was going into Sidwell, you DM'd me on Facebook. Uh, Facebook, yep, and reached out to me on Facebook, and that's kind of how our relationship started. I already didn't like you because. You were the short white kid with the flappy hair. You had the flow then, with and the, like with the jump shot. Yeah, with the jump with the jump with shot. The and like four years before that, yeah, I, I still remember we were at the old run issue. I was with Maryland Madness, I think, and you were with DC I Assault. On like 28, 28. Yeah, right? and you and you come me with a mean like Jordan esque half. You got a rebound, act like you were dribbling out. Hit me with a half spin. Um, a very Jordan-esque half spin when it made a layup the crowd was like ooh and I was just like you know what I hate this kid for the rest wow. of my life times have changed <laughs> so times have changed a little bit but um, um, you know our relationship has been you know something you know crazy yeah just yeah. with you know you, you know you were one of the ones that really um, was a big advocate for me uh, you know, going, getting back in the civil after I got asked not to go back. Um, and you know, your family took me in and it was an amazing experience for me just to kind of, kind of go out of my comfort zone and have, um, another, be under another family's roof. And obviously now, um, we live together for, I guess, another month and a half until I head over to New Orleans. But, um, Damn. I mean, we've been so, uh, close and um, connected for the last six years has been yeah. crazy, even yeah. longer than six years. Yeah, so, since how long has it been? Probably eight years now. Eight years, not, yeah. It's nine years. Yeah. So for the for those of you guys that don't know, Josh kind of alluded to it, but we both grew up in in the uh, Maryland D.C. area, baby. DMV. Um, both went to Sidwell Friends School, super you know rigorous academic school in D.C. Um, both probably would not have gotten in if it weren't for basketball. Um, I was recruited to go there freshman year. He was recruited to go there sophomore year. Um, and that's like Josh said, that's when we met between freshman year and sophomore year. Um, 
at a basketball workout. We both played on the basketball team there together. Um, Josh ended up falling into some some academic troubles. Obviously, was coming from a school that basically I got my ass kicked <laughs> academically. <laughs> was coming from a school that like didn't necessarily kind of prepare him adequately, um, and the schools. Um, kind of wanted him to leave, but obviously he made like a really positive impact on the community and everybody. So uh, everyone kind of rallied around and was like, you know, let Josh stay, let Josh stay. And he ended up moving in with, with my family um, for the remainder of high school. We became super, super close brothers. Um, he calls, you know, my parents, my, our parents, moms and pops. Um, and then we went our separate ways for college, but always, always stayed super close. He went to school in Philly. I went to school in Pittsburgh. Uh, my family ended up moving to Philly. Um, and my girlfriend was in Philly, so I ended up spending a lot of time there. Kind of got to, you know, experience his, uh, his, uh, you know, career at Villanova. Was at a bunch of games. Kind of was at the entire 2016 NCAA tournament run, which was amazing. Um, and then we both graduated college 2017, and then both like coincidentally ended up in LA, and are now living together for a little bit longer before you go to New Orleans. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of our story, which is that which is pretty crazy, like that we both ended up here. Um, I ended up here for work right after school and then he got drafted like two weeks later and it was like, shit, let's just run it back. Let's just live together again. Yeah. I think it just, you know, in everyone's life, you just have, um, this thing that just fall perfectly. Um, I think that's kind of what, what we had just kind of growing up with the nine years that we've been, um, friends and brothers being at Sidwell, um, you know, pops getting a promotion, what my senior year, in college and the, and the fam moving up to Philly for yeah. my senior year in college. Um, you know, just the, the crazy times where we both seen each other in college. Um, and then, you know, you being out here, you being out here first, a lot of people don't, don't realize that they always see you like, Oh, oh Matt's helping you with this. Like, nah, Matt got his own, his own company. He's, he's building from the ground up, but it was just crazy that you were out here. And then I was fortunate enough to be drafted by the Lakers and kind of get out here with us. So it's just one of those things where, you know, everything just felt perfect, um, for, for us. And, you know, obviously now things are kind of changing a little bit, um, yeah. just in the, I wouldn't say things are changing, you know, my zip, my area code, I guess is going to zip code is going to change, but that's the only thing that's yeah. really going to change, for, uh, with us. We had a good run though. You know? Oh, we had a hell of a run. Like LA, I was kind of saying, saying this to you the other day, but LA is definitely like an intimidating place to kind of just move across the country as like a 20, three-year-old kid so um the fact that we like kind of had each other and were able to just kind of navigate it and it's so funny whenever i go home everyone's always like oh la like must be crazy and it's like no we just kind of hang out with the dogs and (laughs) just chill play for well i watch you play fortnite (laughs) yeah man so let's tell the people obviously you you know help find or help creating a uh, it's a multi, really a multifaceted company. I could just say con- consulting. I think that's yeah. just the easiest word, I guess. Yeah. So, cutting. So, obviously, with you, your partner, Devin and Sean. So, kind of, you know, what what are you guys doing? Obviously, you know, certain things you can't say, but you know, what's yeah. up with the Matt Hillman cutting? So, sure. we're just through your first, um, first ever event, which was a, a hell of an event. I had a crazy success. So, congrats yeah. on that um, during the sure Um So, yeah, let let us into your world. Yeah, I mean, without going, you know, into too much detail. Um, um, when I first moved out here, I was started off in the mailroom at CAA, which is one of the biggest agencies out here. 
um, met a ton of people, learned a ton, but ultimately decided it, it wasn't for me. And I wanted a little bit of a smaller team, a little bit more of an entrepreneurial environment. Um, when I was in college, I went to Carnegie Mellon, which is like a super nerdy tech school. And a lot of my good friends were computer science majors. So I ended up building an app there that ended up not being crazy successful, but we raised funding and we went through like a startup accelerator. So I got really into entrepreneurship and I always knew I wanted to kind of be my own boss and have my own business. Um, and after CAA, I left to go work for a smaller boutique agency and then, uh, ended up starting my own, uh, that you alluded to called cut and sew January of 2018 with two, uh, two partners out here, Sean and Devin. Um, and we just thought that the three of us had a really unique kind of mix of skill sets and passions and like the sports and technology and, and media spaces. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're a marketing agency. We work with, with big brands like Ford, uh, the MBPA, the MLB, um, and we do, you know, social media, digital strategy, content, influencers, events, pretty much anything they need on the marketing side we can make happen. Um, and then we also work with a host of other startups. We either advise them and, and in some cases we'll, we'll actually invest our own money into them. Um, we've, you and I, um, and also Sean and Devin have invested in a bunch of stuff together, which um, we're excited to talk about on the show and investing something that we're really interested in. And I know you are as well. Mm-hmm. Um and then uh, I'm sure I'm forgetting a couple of things, but that's kind of that's kind of high level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a rundown. So give us an, uh, a rundown or a description of you guys' event. You guys just had at A3. Um, you know, you had DJ Millie. You know, um, you know DJ. DJ you Millie. know, some Phase guys for high the 12 year old high skies. Yeah. Um, and Jarvis. It was just a bunch of guys. So kind of just tell yeah. us about that. So for us, like as a marketing agency, other companies are always hiring us to do events for them, which is great. Um, it pays well and, and we love helping other people kind of build their brands. But uh, we kind of all sat down and realized that we had never really put our own brand forward. So we were like, you know, we're just going to do an event. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a cut and sew branded event. We're going to put our own money into it. We got a couple amazing sponsors to help, you know, cover the cost. But uh, we put, you know, a good amount of money into it. And um, we just think that gaming... Uh, which is something that we're going to talk about a ton over the course of this, this you know, this this show and and many more. Uh, we're we're really into gaming. You're really into gaming, and we're just really into the the cultural fusion around gaming right now. And you know, gamers are no longer the fat kids in their parents' basements. They're the athletes. They're the rappers. They're the people who wear streetwear. People who listen to hip hop. Ev- everyone is really a gamer, and we just really wanted to kind of show that in an event. So we had, you know, you and Myers Leonard were gracious enough to come and stream Fortnite for charity with all the proceeds going towards building a basketball court in an underserved area. Uh, Code of the Friend, super dope New York City hip hop artist, pulled up and did a set or uh, performed a couple songs. DJ Millie. Um, we had vintage arcade games. We had iconic. Shout out Mark and Jeff. Supply the art for the whole building. Uh, open bar, tacos. It was really just kind of a gathering of, of cool people and uh, and just wanted to bring all of our network together under one roof. Yeah, and it was yeah. just being there. It was, it was crazy to see. Obviously, for you guys to be you guys' first event was amazing, and it was a hell of a success. So, um, I mean, it was appreciate it bro enough about me though what's uh obviously you've had you know some life changes recently a little whirlwind a little whirlwind but i i I gotta say not not only do i feel this way but it seems like social media also feels this way you're taking it really well you're embracing it you're not getting caught up you're not Mm -hmm. throwing shade you're just kind of like you know these are the cards i've been dealt and i'm gonna i'm gonna rock with it yeah Uh, and i think that's the only thing to really do with it obviously i am 
Uh, don't get me wrong. I am super grateful for the Lakers organization, for Magic, for Genie, for believing in me, for the, my teammates. Um, you know, I have some great teammates there. Um, some of them get bad harassed, but they're all just great dudes. Uh, my trainers, coaching staff. I mean, it was just um, amazing to be, you know, a Laker for the last two years, be wearing that purple and gold. That's a a dream come true. Being a Laker um, in LA is oh, it's crazy. That's crazy, and obviously, I you know, I wish them nothing but success uh, in in the future. Um, but for me now, it's just kind of everyone copes with things a different way, and, and my thing is just kind of you know facing it you know um, head on. Uh, I'm a, I'm a very loyal guy, so I'm a Pelican. I'm a New Orleans Pelican, and um, I'm all into that, and I'm you know focused and um, excited to help you know, build a great winning culture there with some of the great guys that we have. Um, obviously, the draft is coming. Is, yeah, you're headed. You're um, literally leaving in. Yeah, I'm leaving in five minutes to, yeah. to, to head to the draft now. But um, I'm I'm super excited, man. Um, you know, I'm a big sweets guy, so I'm going to, you know, hit up Cafe Dumont and have some beignets. But uh, I'm, I'm so excited, man. This will be an amazing experience to be a, um, a Pelican with um, a lot of my, you know, friends. So, yeah. I mean, that's that's really what's going on with me. It was no regrets, um, no um, nothing disappointing, I guess, maybe the way I found out, <laughs> but you know, nothing besides that. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for the next chapter in my life. Yeah. Like you said, you're going out there with your people. It's kind of like how we, you know, moved out to LA, not together, but had each other. You're going mm -hmm. out there with BI and Zoe and guys that you've played with that you can trust who you're cool with. And, um, obviously there's a lot of excitement around, around this team. So I think, I think it's a good opportunity for you. No, I think it's going to be a great, amazing, you know, and I'm not, you know, Save a lot of money in state tax. So that's a positive real estate's real nice. Estate. The, the dog's gonna the, the no pup is gonna drive. get some. Yeah, no. There's no sugarfish. There's no mastros. My my pockets will be a little bit you know there's better no cash, with that stuff. No crabs. <laughs> okay, the, the food. Okay, we got some good food down in New Orleans, but you know real estate is cheaper. I'm gonna have a bit, a nice yard for the for the pup. So it's gonna be um, amazing. I'm looking forward to that. And you know, for me, life's. I think I'm I'm where I'm supposed to be. I think I'm where I well how am I trying? I'm I'm a man of faith. You know I yeah. think I'm exactly where God wants me to be, and you know I give everything up. You know all all the successes and even all the failures. You know um, give him the credit for that because you know he's um, always with me, and you know he's with me now, and I think I'm where you know he wants to me wants me to be in my yeah, chapter of my life right for now. Sure. Um, we should talk about our guests that we yeah, have on this we episode. Have, this is a big um, one. Yeah, this is this is a a, a treat. Uh, you know, one of the um, I don't even want to say one of the, the it's the best running back in the league, Todd Gurley, um, L.A. Ram, someone who's had so much success in the last several years, being named offense, NFL Offensive Player of the Year. Um, been you know. Uh, a huge part of his Super Bowl run. Um, obviously, that ended up coming up short, but um, it was a, a huge part in that and just had a nice uh, contract extension, you yep. know, got paid, you know, with all of his efforts that he put towards, you know, the Rams organization. And, um, you know, we're excited to to talk with him, excited for our fans to kind of hear, you know, what he has to say and, you know. Yeah, you know, be fun. That's TG. So the first one, ride with us. Let us know, you know, what you like, what you don't like. There'll be plenty more episodes, um, but we figured this was a really good one to lead with. Yeah, definitely, it's an yeah. amazing one. So, without further ado, here's episode one. Enjoy.
What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Lighthearted Podcast. I'm Josh Hart, and this is my brother, Matt Helman. What's up, guys? Today, we got a very special guest. We got L.A. Ram, Todd Gurley, um, all-pro running back. Um, you know, appreciate you having been on the podcast with us. This is the first episode, so... That's a big one. So, man, thank you for Uh, taking the time. Rock family, I appreciate you. Yeah, you know, rock fam. So, something that we're going to do on every episode of the podcast, we're going to open up a bottle of wine, just kind of drink a little bit of good wine, unwind a little bit, have some good conversations. So, we're going to got a 2016 cake bread cab uh, from Napa. So, I know you said you're a little bit of a wine guy, nothing crazy. That's how you do it. I never knew that. Yeah, you know, hey man, I got you, bro. I'm a. a, Every time you do it, the pressure's on. I know the pressure's always on, but it's all good. Yeah, I, mean, I get it. I dabble in the wine though. Yeah, I mean, I'll, thanks to y'all boys though, y'all really do be giving me on it though. I be like, I see y'all Instagram stories, like, <laughs> just, like they really having like a wine off right now. Yeah, we. I mean, I don't really try to compete with. You can't. Like, nah, like I would whoop Koo's ass in wine, but Bron, like Bron, you can't, you can't compete with Bron. Yeah. He got he got too much money and too many uh relate wine relationships to you know my owner has a wine really yeah which one that. screaming eagle oh that's him oh that's him mm-hmm. wow and Janata oh. have you ever had screaming eagle oh yeah Janata too yeah that's him too oh shit okay um, haven't no when we talk about not being able to compete with LeBron screaming eagles what comes to mind yeah like like we I went up to he can get that yeah man what so I I, 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 like, I talk. I talked to Bron. I went to Napa. Uh, my all like All Star break this past year. Yeah. So I was like, "Yo, you know, there's some good spots to go to." Cause I was just starting to get into wine. So he was telling me. So I went to a couple. I went to Colgan, Harlan Estate, okay, um, Promontory, and Opus One. So like, you know, a couple go, you know, some good ones, solid ones. So I talked to him about, you know, just like the visits and all that. So Harlan. They said they do, you know, probably like two or three visits a week or something like that. So that's not a lot. Not a lot. So that's that's not a lot at all when it comes to like compared to like just having like wine visits and is all that. Is that based on like what they want to do? Or yeah, it's just really just what they want to do. It's all like their preference. Exclusive. So he was saying Screaming Eagle does like three a year. Yeah, that's I, crazy. I was about so, to say that. I don't even like. Yo, I, I, I never I had. Even, I never even seen anyone drinking it. Yeah, I never had it. I'm not gonna spend two thousand on it. I've just seen it on the story. I heard every time a bottle get like bought, the price go up because it's one less. Yeah, because it's one less. So it's like every time you buy one, it's like oh, there's a limit. Or either buy one or drink one. So you buy one, drink one. It's a limited. You know, you start out with sixty. You know, you sell, you drink ten, you got fifty. Then you sell, you know, the limited amount. Then it's like oh, every one gets more expensive, more expensive because it's just harder to get. So. Cheers. Well, yeah. Cheers to the cheers. first episode out, yes, sir. of the Lighthearted Podcast. So cake batter, cake bread, cake bread. Yeah, we're going. You, we're going to open up a little you, bit you, more. What are you picking up in there? Um, well, it's a little oaky. That's, I love Jordan. <laughs> Jordan's all my my because it's a little more fruity. The tannins is a little more ripe. Anyway, the that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's another conversation. But um, let's talk about you. Um, let's talk about you know obviously you're from. Um, North Carolina, just kind of talk about where you're from, talk about your, you know, your childhood growing up and kind of um, your path to being, you know, who you are right now. Yeah. I mean, me, man, um, not too much. Well, I'm originally, so I'm originally was born in Baltimore, 
grew up there okay. to like DMV, seven years shut, old. Yeah, we don't really clean boys not more, DMV so, yeah, for okay. sure. <laughs> um, but no, my mom moved um, me, my brother, mm-hmm. my two brothers, and my sister down to North Carolina. And um, I mean, that was kind of tough for me, you know, just moving away mm-hmm. from the family and stuff like that. And then going from the city to um, like really the country, like yeah. the country, country. And, you know, just being out there, no friends, no nothing. But, you know, I had my, my brothers and sisters, so mm-hmm. we grew up small town, then ended up moving to um, Tallboro. You know, that's kind of like, you know, when I started playing, you know, middle school mm-hmm. football, um, middle school basketball, middle school baseball and stuff like that. So then I went to Tallboro High School. Um, so I, this is my, my story on football. <laughs> I didn't, I would play football my yeah. whole life. Mm-hmm. Ever since I was like six years old. So my freshman year, I go into, I'm like, I'm not playing football. Like, I'm like, I want to work on basketball. <laughs> <laughs> so I go out there. This is probably like halfway through the season, um, my freshman year. Mm-hmm. And I'm just trying to go find a ride. I probably was, I was doing something for after school, um, probably trying to make up some work or yeah. something like that. So I go out there to go see one of my buddies and ask for a ride. And the coach came up to me, Coach Irv. He was like, man, you know, why you not playing ball and mm-hmm. stuff like that? I'm just like, you know, I'm, you know, I've been playing football my whole life, you know, like I want to try something yeah. new, try to get better mm-hmm. at something else. And I mean, I, that's when I started kind of back playing football again. Um, my ninth grade year, ended up playing quarterback and DN. Played wow. JV next. My sophomore year, played JV. That's when they moved me to running back, and then um, I played JV. I mean, played varsity. Um, junior, senior mm-hmm. year, but we ended up winning. Went to like five state championships in a row. Ended up winning like three of them. Um, played, went and ran track. A little diamond. Yeah. That's, like yeah. yeah. That's like a little warrior diamond. Yeah, I mean, right yeah, there. I mean three we're not five? a big school though. We're like we're actually one mm-hmm. A yeah. now. We were two okay. A though. I played like two A football yeah. or whatever like that. So I don't know if y'all know North Carolina, but they go the biggest they go up is the four A. Yeah, they okay. don't go. But we do like one A, one double A, two A, two double A. And what was what was the football environment like growing up there in the south? Was oh, it was yeah, it was crazy because it, like I said, I would grow up in a small town, like seven thousand people. Mm-hmm. You probably like surrounding little small towns as well okay. in the county as well. So I mean, shut, football shut down. You okay. know, the town on Friday, okay, like it was, it, was, it was like real deal. And like it wasn't like we grew up in the city because, I mean. You know, the, most of those guys, they grew up playing Little League. Mm-hmm. So I was playing with these guys since middle school. Yeah. And, you know, most schools, they would break off and go to different schools. So it's like, you know, we all grew up together Same playing group. with each other. So we always had that camaraderie of just being together, you know, feeding off of each other and really just playing for each other. That's why I feel like we was able to, you know, build and start that little yeah. dynasty there. So that was cool. Um, and that's kind of what made me want to um, – go through the recruiting process and play in the SEC. You know, that was the main reason why I, I went to Georgia. Ended up playing there. Um, never in a million years thought I would, you know, be playing football mm-hmm. in college and then go to the University of Georgia, which is, was like eight hours away from me. Yeah. And then, you know, um, I went there. They had like two – I mean, Keith Marshall, one of my best friends and roommates, he mm-hmm. was like the number one running back yeah. in the nation. And then the year before that, um, they had Isaiah Crowell. 
He's with he was with yeah, the Jets nice last tough. year. Yeah. They had number one, so it was two number one running backs. I mean, that's like running back you really. Yeah, y'all got yeah, some so. y'all got some dogs that came out of there. Yeah, so it was just I don't know why I chose Georgia. Like, did you have other like you have other? Options? I had what other was? options, not too many. I mean, mm-hmm. I had Clem- it was it came between Clemson, um, UNC. UNC was going on probation at the time. Okay, yeah, um, Auburn. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to do War Eagle. That was that was me. Um, I wanted to get the Florida offer, but they never mm-hmm. offered me. Wanted to get like the South Carolina, so I mean, I was kind of really just stuck with my with my Georgia yeah. option, other than e- either that or Auburn, and See. then going there, playing there, um, end up starting like the second game, and then mm-hmm. it was just kind of. I saw that you came off the bench the first game, had a monster yeah. game, and yeah, then like, like three after that, they were like, it's a wrap. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I had like three touchdowns um, my first game, and then, I mean, after that, it was kind of like, you know, played against Alabama, um, SC Championship. We didn't win. We would literally didn't win a national championship mm-hmm. or the SC Championship, but if we would have won that SC Championship game, we would have went and played Notre Dame for the for the national championship, but once once I had a pretty good game against Alabama, you know, everybody in here know yeah, Alabama. Alabama. Like, they didn't have, like, I think I was, like, one of the the only ones that had, like, 100 yards oh, yeah. rushing on those guys in, like, you know, five years. So once that happened, I kind of was like, damn, I might need to start taking this football thing just a little bit more. <laughs> it, was, more it, it was then? You know, you start looking at people yeah. get drafted. Yeah. It was like a running back drought and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So once that happened, I was like, all right, man, I got to, like, you know, yeah, really so work, put in the, you know, the effort. I, I do got one question because this, this is always curious to me. I guess probably taking a step back, going like more so the, the recruitment in the high school yeah. because – Usually for basketball players, like we commit somewhere and then it's like, I right. like most of the time it's like, I right. like it's over. He committed to this place. Yeah. But football dudes, they don't give a fuck. They'll just be like, oh, yo, yeah. Yo, yeah, like nobody's off limits. Yeah, no, it's like, you, like you, you, you're like, yo, I'm going to Georgia. But then, you know, you knew that before your, for, mm-hmm. your senior year. Yeah, yeah, then yeah. your whole Alabama could come and Florida could come. And it's like, yep. so like, yep. I want to like talk, talk to me about that because I haven't, I never talked to a football player yeah. about it. And I just want to know like, like, cause like for me for basketball, it's kind of crazy. Just cause like once someone like commits, they're kind of like yeah. off limits. That's like oh, the yeah. unwritten rule. That's what the football players. I don't know why they do it, but it's just like they'll commit early and then be like, oh, I don't want to decommit. Yeah. But they'll or they'll still take unofficial visits, which is nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to have that security. I guess someone had a security or. Man, I'm not sure. So my first offer for me was was Duke, mm-hmm. as I went to a Duke UNC game, um, and I was like, damn, I got it. I'm, I'm gonna commit here and Duke end up winning. <laughs> and I was like, all right, chill. They're a basketball yeah. school. And then once you get this, like for football, once you get that first offer, then other Just schools like, up. okay, why did who is Josh? Yeah, who is yeah. this guy, Josh Hart? Or who is this guy, Tyler Curley? Why he get that offer? Then I got the. You know the the UNC, you know the you know the and just snowball just kind yeah, of just, snowball keep going. just kept coming. Yeah. Um, the Clemson's, the Virginia Techs, you know mm-hmm. the Notre Dame's, like all that stuff was like calling and yeah. stuff like that. So, I, me personally, I wanted to wait it. I wanted to wait until I like knew I was ready. Mm-hmm. I committed. Um, I think it was like January thirteenth, like two thousand twelve. I still yeah. like remember that date. Um, but. I did have, like, other schools still trying to, like, approach, like, mm-hmm. after and stuff like that. Even though, because they, you know, I mean, why not yeah, give a, a try? Bit, yeah, and half, business, yeah. half the time it's like, you know, you recruit. That's what all recruiting is. It's just recruiting a kid, recruiting a kid. And then 
shoot, you think you got them, and then you don't Nicholas even have them. Because yeah. like, my mom, my mom kind of really wanted me to go to Clemson, mm -hmm. but and I just wanted to go to Georgia. Yeah. Like I just wanted to go to Georgia, and and that was like my de my decision from that. I ain't really based it off, you know, who was going there mm -hmm. or like, you know, what other recruits, you know, they had yeah. going. It was just yeah. the place for me that I wanted. Didn't you? Uh, did you run track for her? Yeah, season? yeah. I ran track. Um, I ran. Tr I ran the hurdles. I ran um, in high school. I ran. That's why your ass hurdles so damn yeah. much. <laughs> I ran. I ran okay, the hurdles. It makes so much won, sense now. Won a state championship. Uh, my junior year. Okay. And then I ended up going um, competing in the World Youth Trials yeah. with the Team USA. Um, I think I lost in like the prelims or something mm -hmm. like that. But it was just that's when I like kind of. Fell in love with track. Yeah. Like I'm like, I was just running. I'm like, I mm -hmm. didn't know you can actually like love track. And I still got like a bunch of relationships from yeah. like everybody because it's not like football or basketball. Like, you know, you just kind of put your pads on and you just compete in like every yeah. player. Yeah. And it's, you just, you know, on opposite sidelines. And then after that, everybody kind of go you go home. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, but like yeah. track was cool because you know half the time you're sitting around, so you get to yeah. you know get to know people. Yeah. Um, See other runners, you know. Get Those meets were so long. Yeah, it was Those crazy. I like was, I was my own. Day. I was kind of like my own coach. You know, I had my coach Reams who who taught me, but then he ended up going to another school. So, I would like coach the other hurdlers on our team as our track team as well too. <laughs> that's that's crazy. Coach is like, y'all go over there, and I'm like, bro, I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm on YouTube every night, like looking at David Oliver like stuff and other hurdlers oh, and crazy, stuff yeah. like that, and then. I did it in Georgia. I did it at Georgia mm -hmm. to get out of mat drills. <laughs> mat drills was crazy. That was like the winter workouts. But the track coach, he was like an old school mm -hmm. guy. Didn't really want hair on the team. Oh, he wanted you cut it all. Yeah, like he didn't like have like. It was just I don't know. I can't. It don't mm -hmm. even sound like <laughs> it. Don't even sound like a story. But it's like so he like ended up finding me and Keith Marshall. And um, like fifty dollars or whatever. Yeah. So we went to Virginia Tech and competed in um, in the indoor meet. Keith can't had like one of the top, you know, top five like um, sixty meter um, indoor times. That was like his first race, and we was only practicing for like a week. Then I had like a top, like a top six time in like Georgia history or whatever um, in the hurdles. And then after that, he cut us. It was like just cut, just cut, yeah. cut. Damn, that's wild. Yeah, um, he was like, because well, Keith ended up like messing up his hamstring. He's like, I don't okay. want y'all to get hurt or whatever. I'm like, damn, I had to go back. Now to I had to go mad. back to the mad workouts. So I was, I was so mad. Um, I know you mentioned earlier on you loved basketball, and then mm. I was, we were doing some research for the podcast. I saw you had a ESPN interview where someone asked you if you could like channel your football talents into another sport. What would it be? And you were like basketball. Yeah, so what? Sure. Uh, I mean, obviously now we see the size of these NBA contracts It's ridiculous. But even as a kid, like what drew you to? basketball um because football in north carolina was you know well like i said growing up um uh, in baltimore remember um maryland they ended up winning that national championship i'm still mad they yeah, took maryland out of the acc man that's it was, it's not the same it's yeah the same. like i don't know why they did that so i used to you know play march madness and stuff like that yeah I'm just like, man, who is this blue team, you know, these blue devils? So I'm like, I like this team, you know. <laughs> playing up there, I'm like, always playing, I'm always winning. Then I started watching the games. I didn't even know that Duke was in North Carolina until I was like eighth, ninth Damn. grade, you know. <laughs> it was crazy. And then just, I mean, just like 
growing up in North Carolina was just really, you know, basketball. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's a basketball state. Like, yeah. you got UNC, you got Wake Forest. State. You know, you got State. Yeah. You got Duke. So yeah. it's just like, I mean, learning that all it's those lot, schools was yeah. there, it was like, why not? Yeah. Um, grew up grew up a Mellow fan. You know, mm-hmm. I, look, I look at him as like the person I like, you know, yeah. grew up watching, you know. Always got to defend him like twenty four seven. You know how that goes. Yeah. But um, <laughs> but it was just you know that was just you know everybody want to be a basketball sure. player. Like yeah. I don't care what you say. Um, whatever sport you know, nine times out of ten, I feel like basketball is the sport that everybody would want to play if they could play. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's like talking talking about Georgia. Obviously, had a great career there. But then you ended it on injury. Yeah. Yeah. So um, oh, you tore with the ACL. ACL. You tore your ACL. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about one. Like, what what was going through your mind when that happened? Because obviously, you know, fast forwarding. You know, it. But it, it, we'll talk about it. We'll touch about it and talk about it. You know, after this question. But you know, you got drafted. You know, high for mm-hmm. running back coming off of injury. Well. But like, what at that moment were you just when you you laying on the field? You just you know. I don't. You probably don't know you tore it, but like you yeah. knew, you knew something's wrong. You just sitting there. Were you like, shit? Like this is like it's a rat for me, or like, or you were just kind of like, all right, man, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, for me, it was different because you know I was I was having a great season. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I almost had like a thousand yards in like four games, <laughs> and then I ended up getting suspended. Mm-hmm. I got suspended for like autograph signing and stuff like that. And I was dealing with that probably for like two, three weeks, but I didn't know like you know what the penalty was going to be like if a, if I was going to be done for the whole year, mm-hmm. or if I was going to be done for four four games or eight games. So they ended what up. What did I think? Two. They ended up giving me four games, oh, four. so I ended up getting suspended four games. And then you know I was I even I mean I thought about like not just even coming quick, back. Yeah. You know it was just like because what is what maybe twelve games. In the in the college season, yeah, 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 yeah. well, but it was just like, you know, I I knew what I was doing, you know, I knew it could get me in trouble, so I kind of was more disappointed in myself, and then letting my teammates down. I think they ended up like losing the game and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So you know, I just felt like I I owed them that to yeah. come back and play, and then, you know, we playing Auburn. I think it's like homecoming. I'm I done got my like my thirtieth carry. Mm-hmm. Remember, still remember the play. It's like a power play, a gap. I go to bounce outside, see the defender, try to cut right back, and then Boom. just fell on the ground. Like it didn't even hurt. And then like you know, you go in there, they do the ACL, ACL mm-hmm. test, and they told me ACL, and I'm like, damn. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't, I wasn't mad because, like I said, I just went through that suspension. I'm just mm-hmm. like, well, you know, it's another mm-hmm. another speed bump in the road that yeah. I gotta overcome, and that kind of really like pushed me to like. Because now I felt like I had something to prove, yeah. you know, especially um, being a running back, getting drafted in the first round, mm-hmm. which where it wasn't, you know, running backs that didn't go in the first yeah. round for, I think, three, four years. Yeah. Coming off the ACL. So it was just like, all right, now I got to um, prove that I belong in this this league. Yeah. And, I mean, I was, yeah. thank God well, I was able to do that. Clearly, you sh- like, you showed enough in your college career that they were willing to, to take a chance despite yeah. the injury. But what, like – it happened in November, was it? The, in November. And then what's yeah. the what was the pre-draft process like? Like at what what point recovered were you? What were you able to do for teams, mm-hmm. if anything? Nothing. Nothing. I didn't so they do just drafted anything. You off, off the strength yeah. of your like, college I career. Do, I didn't even talk to That's St. Crazy. Louis. That's I didn't, crazy. 
I didn't do nothing. I didn't do nothing at the combine. They were mad at me at the combine because I wouldn't let nobody touch my knee. Like, mm-hmm. you know, because at the, I don't know if y'all know how the combine works, but it's just you do the medical stuff literally like the first three days, medical interviews, mm-hmm. tests, and you don't do like the actual field testing until the last day. So not, I mean, you're, you're drained, man. Like mm-hmm. everybody's, you're up all day. You're in yeah. meetings all day. You got to. You know, answer these questions about Mm -hmm. teams, you know, asking you real deal, like, personal questions. Yeah. I mean, they get, you know, some guys, like, they get real detailed, you know, asking about your, like, your Mm -hmm. mom, personal life, like, what she do, like, your brother. And some of the, like, they do their research, so they'll they'll set you up. Yeah, they know. So they just want to, like, they'll ask you something, like. Like kind of deep and just they know the answer to it, but they'll just send there like, all right, let's mm-hmm. see. Want to see what his character? Yeah, let's see. Let's see liar. how he, yeah how he reacts, and then let's see if he lied. But yeah, the the, the that mm-hmm. the combine process is it's crazy. So I didn't I didn't do nothing but just train. You know, I was thinking I'm like, I hurt my knee. I'm gonna be you know just recovering. But the ACL, I found out like literally the first day I got done. I mean, I had my surgery. Yeah. The next day, I was like you know back rehabbing, whether it's mm-hmm. just leg lifts. And it was just like, you know, it was slow. Like I could literally just want run a week ago, and now yeah. it's like I can't even walk. I can't even like do a leg extension. So it's like trying to. That's when I like, you know, slowed everything yeah. down. Like learn how to deal with injuries. Um, mm-hmm. you know that's just a part of the game. But then also, you know, it's all mental. You know, it's all mental because it's long days. You're still doing your regular workouts, but on top of that, you know, you got to go to rehab every day and. You know, that stuff get tired. You know, you yeah. beefing with your trainer sometimes. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but he like, I don't really care because I'm mm-hmm. you know, I'm trying to get you better. So I think that kind of helped me out a lot. And then, you know, the draft came. I'm in the green room. And I'm just joking. I'm I'm like, man, I'm not going no. I'm thinking I'm going to go like at least like 20 at the wow. earliest. But I'm like really just relaxing. I'm like, man, I'm not about to get worked up over this. Like, mm-hmm. you know, whatever happens, happens. I mean, you know, I had like a couple bonuses and like my Nike junk. I'm yeah, like, I just need to I need to get drafted here. Uh, I'm like, like you right, we bet. So um we in the green room and one of my boys from back home called me. This one is a, this one Atlanta is up. Atlanta is up. It's like the eighth pick. Atlanta is up. I get a number from the four four. I'm like, oh it's now somebody go to the A. I pick up the phone, it's one of my homeboys. I, I cussed them out so bad like and so fast and then two picks later like you know you um, coach fisher les need was calling me and i was like man dang this is this is crazy were, you, su- crazy. were you surprised because obviously one yeah. i mean one running backs don't really get picked like like you said it was a, there was a drought and even after you even now mm-hmm. running back running backs don't really get picked you know br- in the beginning of the first round mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of times yeah. the earliest they'll be end of the first yeah. early early second early but like, second. you were a running back picked the tenth pick, fresh off an of ACL Injured, tear. Yeah. So it was like, like how surprised? Because obviously, like you had a great body of work at Georgia, mm-hmm. but it was just like, were you just kind of like, shit, like, you know, I can't, you know, like this is crazy. Like I, I, didn't, I didn't think I was gonna be in this position. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, especially not like a, you know, a top ten pick, like you said, coming off the ACL. Um, they already had Trey Mason there. Mm-hmm. Um, he went to Auburn. He, yeah. I mean, he almost had a thousand yards, and then they had, you know, Benny Cunningham, um, Zach Stacy, Isaiah P. They had all those guys. So, I mean, my 
one of my coaches, you know, called me and told me that, like, you know, they were down there doing a background check. Mm -hmm. My agent made a say something, but I was like, man, they're not drafting me. Like, they got, you know, they got got some decent running backs. Like, they're good. And, you know, once that happened, I was like, cool. But I didn't, I never felt, like, obligated to, like, I got to get back. Like, Mm -hmm. I got to get back, like, ASAP. Like, I kind of just, you know, wanted to take my time and Mm -hmm. make sure I was ready. And, you know, once that came. It was it was on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many years were you in St. Louis before they just moved? one? Was just what was one. the fan like? Were, did the fans know? Were they kind of like the teams on the way out? What, what was yeah. The, I mean, that was like? the thing because no one knew. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. we didn't even know, but we knew it was like a, you know, a possibility. Yeah. So you know, it was kind of like the, the fans were like you know kind of beefing with yeah. The, yeah. With, they with, with it. I mean, yeah. with the organization or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was cool, man. I mean, it was cool just to be there. Um, I mean, obviously they had. You know, the Blues. The yeah. Blues, they ended up just they winning the Stanley, Stanley Cup. Cup. Yeah. I was in St. Louis last week, actually. For Uh-huh. Sure my, my buddy, um, Teron Armstead, he left tackle for the New Orleans Saints. Okay. And he's from over there in East St. Louis. So I went to his um, camp. What, my buddy what, what Josh Hart's the shooting guard for the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, yeah, shout out to New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> um, how, uh, where, where in East St. Louis? You know or not? Oh, Fallon. Okay. Okay, I know not because my parents, my parents, both my both my parents are from St. Louis, and actually they live there now. So when I go back, sometimes I go to where they um, stay now. Right, they, St. They in, uh Now nah, they're in, like they're kind of in the city. They're in. Um, Fluent. Uh, I just I just moved them to um, Clayton. Nah, not Clayton. I was thinking about putting them in the Clayton. Nice. They're at the yeah. um. Oh, what is the place called? I'm out. I'm out to figure it out. Um, I like St. Louis though, man. Uh, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It was low key. It was. It was chill. You know, they had the baseball. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, the Cardinals. They're like, I mean, besides the Dodgers and West End, and the Yankees. They are. They're in the West End, my Central West End. My fault. I was. I'm sitting here just trying to figure. I'm like, where did I, I put them in? Yeah, they're in the is. Central West End. Um, and I was just wondering because every time my my dad's like best friends are from East St. Louis and like okay. they live over yeah, there. Yeah, so I'll never time, go over there though. Oh no, no, it's, no, it's a little, it's yeah. a little different it's, over there. I'll go, I'll go there. Just like we was um, explaining to you earlier. Yeah, but I know it's like that too. <laughs> oh no, nah, it's a little crazy. But every time like some, we'll go over there for like a day or two. We'll go over there and we'll just kind of yeah. kick it. But uh, I don't know if I'm ever gonna be there long for a day or two. But um. Yeah, what I what was the the process like moving from St. Uh, moving from St. Louis to L.A. Like did the did the because obviously that's not that's not y'all like that wasn't y'all choice. So yeah. it's like did the organization help? Did they like cover moving expenses? Yeah, they took NBA, care of NFL. Yep, they took care of everything. The, the organization took care. Of, you know, um, the families getting out there, um, the kids, um, cars, you know, furniture and stuff okay. like that. But we literally found out when everybody else found out. Like, I remember Uh-oh. just sitting on my bed. I think I had, like, um, this under my toe, so I was still there for rehab for, like, two mm-hmm. weeks or whatever. And, you know, I was just sitting on the bed, and then I remember seeing the commissioner come on stage, and then it was like... So y'all just found out, like, on the screen, like, yo. Yeah. It's like, yo, well, y'all leaving. I was like, well, crazy. I'm going to L.A. You know, it's like, all right. A lot of stuff I want to say. Yeah, that's crazy. But like, that's just like how this, you know. That's just how like, you know, the business go. The business, like, I mean, you know, it kind of it's a it's a repeating cycle. Yeah, it happens happens all the time. But it was cool. It's crazy because I always wanted to always wanted to live in LA. Mm -hmm. Like always, like even when I visited in college, and I came out here and I was like, you know, coming from the south, 
I'm like, damn, you know, it's a, a little different. It's different. It's a, it's, it's just a vibe about yeah, LA. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That it's just, it's like no other place. Mm-hmm. Like it's like no other place. It's really. I think know, the Orleans might be better. Accept it for forever. <laughs> got some better food. I tell you that oh, the food. See, I had to get used to the food out here. That's one thing I did had to get used yeah. to. It was, it was crazy. But the the move was cool. Um, they put us up in a hotel for mm-hmm. like, I man, guys were in there, you know seven months one oh, of like damn. one of those That's like kind of extended stay places yeah. but wow man they they definitely did their thing they, they took care of us for That's sure um made just one thing you know coach mm-hmm. fisher was a, a player's coach and he made sure we got taken care of and i mean our owner you know you know long as the player's happy mm-hmm. and you know he's always he's four too yeah. you know and then les and kevin those guys Mm-hmm. They took care of us too. And when you when you first find out, I mean, LA is obviously um, an incredible sports town, but also like a crowded one. So what's what's what are the initial thoughts in terms of like, are we gonna fit into this market? You got the Lakers, you, you got all these things. Well, we were here before, yeah. so it's True. not like we were like. True. You know, just you know, brand new, brand new, just team. You know, obviously we weren't doing good, but it was like, okay, we at least got some fans. Just still here, yeah. at least you know, Raiders and LA f- and, and yeah. Rams fans. So came back here. I mean, it was cool. I think one of the first games were like super packed. We playing at the Coliseum. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, literally, you know, where SC play. You know, grew yeah. up watching like Reggie Bush Reggie and Bush, stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. Matt Liner, Lando White, all that was like nice. Like crazy. So, I mean, we didn't really have the season that we wanted. Mm-hmm. You know, people wasn't really showing up. But I'm like, hey, I mean, that's how it goes. Like, yeah. you, don't, you don't, you don't perform, win. You don't get it. Like, yeah. Especially if you're not like a. You know, you just have that tradition of like mm-hmm. being good. Like, you see, if we were like a, you know, a Green Bay, where yeah, you know, like one of the first teams to ever come into the league. But they just have that tradition. They they travel good. I mean, they they probably even this year they probably had more fans than we did. But you know, that's just the tradition that they hold. Yeah, you know, they those did. guys they travel. They, they ain't me no more. <laughs> they 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 had um, the Cowboys. You know, the Steelers. Mm-hmm. They travel. Mm-hmm. So I think. Um, these last two years been been pretty mm-hmm. good for us as far as yeah. just like making that transition to be like, you know, a top team in the league, and especially like like you said, being in LA. Yeah. I mean you got the Lakers, you got the Dodgers, mm-hmm. um, the Kings, like, you know, those franchises lot. are yeah, you it's know, a lot it's, to compete with. It's cutthroat if you're not doing well because there's always more to do. But yeah, when you do sure. do well, the whole like it's you guys had the city on city. fire last year. Yeah, which yeah, is crazy. yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously more, you know, more media. You know, mm-hmm. the market is a lot more bigger. But you know, that's just what comes with this sport. Yeah, I think that was the biggest thing. Cause I was, um, so I first got well, I first got here two years ago, and then that's how I went and saw y'all train. Saw you at training camp. Chopped it up with y'all, and then I think I went to the first, with the I think it was the third game of the season that year. Cause I'm a big Redskins fan, obviously from DMV. Yeah, yeah, so we so y'all y'all lost. I think you you did have a nasty ass hurdle. I did my thing that game. Yeah, I did yeah, my thing. Yeah, crazy game. I think y'all ended up losing by like three. Yeah, and like I remember like looking like I'm just looking around. Cause I was like, it's a first of all, it's a coliseum, so it's not like there, there's no like sweet seats, there's no yeah. uh, like it's it's a college. I feel so bad it's not for like, the fans more than anything. Yeah, it's not yeah. like for the fans, it's not a really cool environment. Not I want to say cool, but it's not like you know an NFL premium. environment. Yeah, yeah, premium environment. How a lot of M- other NFL teams have it. So I was I remember just looking around, just kind of like, dang, there's not that many people here. Yeah, but and it's like a there's a lot of wrestling fans. Yeah, so it's like, a- and then so seeing it from, so I saw that like. 
with my own eyes like dang there's not that many people here two years ago mm-hmm. and then now it's like obviously you had a um you were in the super bowl you had an amazing year but it's like just to see the difference that what one or two years make from dang i, th- I thought there'd be more people here too dang this, this is packed like they, they're yeah. super bowl contenders um they got all pros on both sides of the ball and it was just a totally different feel just from being here just from um and i i'm not even a crazy i obviously like i'm not a crazy rams fan i, I you know i like you and then i mean that's really about it i don't really got any <laughs> other connections just just hope, i always hope you could do good but just you know just being a, a regular dude in la just seeing the the transformation from yeah. what two years were to now has been you know just crazy and as a, for the city has been really good you know with the dodgers doing very well um yeah, the last yeah. several years making it to to world series you guys make it to um super bowl so it's like you can tell you know the city is going up and up yeah, yeah. so i i think i was a big like kind of just side note this is how, how really cool yeah. that was mm-hmm. just how the transformation was the last couple that also make me like appreciate you know the lead in winning mm-hmm. a little bit more because like i said when I first got in the league, it was like, I mean, that was the most I ever lost in my life, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, losing, I mean, seven and nine, you know, yeah. I never lost nine yeah, games. Yeah. I mean, from that point, from probably college and high school, like, I probably oh, lost yeah. oh, nine yeah. games total. total. You know? So it was kind of like tough to deal mm-hmm. with that. Yeah. Because, like, like, I tell people all the time, it don't really matter, you know, how much money or you know how great you're doing, but like when your team not winning, it's just it's like, terrible. It's it's, yeah. it's tough. You know, yeah. it's tough, and you gotta try to know how to balance that. You mm-hmm. know, with your personal life at home, and then you know what yeah. you're doing. Cause you a know, lot of times you can field. carry that. Mm-hmm. You, you know, I guess you can you can talk about it. Cause I mean, you know, the Lakers last time when I was a part of it, it was just we weren't first year. You know, we were a little younger, but then last year we had injuries, so it was like weren't doing that as well. So mm-hmm. obviously we had losing records and um you know, sometimes it's like I don't know, football's a little different. It might be like one or two you know, two in a row, but like for us, like if we lost a couple of games in a row, it's like you like the vibe is just like, man, damn. Yeah. You know, obviously in football there's way less games, so every game means <laughs> way more. Man. So I guess you gotta like, wait a whole week. Yeah. A whole <laughs> week to get back on the field and kinda get it back. So it's yeah, it's it's always hard when you're losing because like that that affects everything. It affects you know obviously your um, the business you know business side of it affects home life because just frustrated mm-hmm. a lot. And you can't yeah. do anything without them pointing back to it as to like that's why you're like yeah it's like oh that's why they're losing yeah, yeah. whatever. Because my when, when we first got here the year we moved from St Louis to L A we started out three and one and then we only won like one more game mm-hmm. after that. So we like, oh man, we're doing pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Next thing you know, it's like lost, 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 lost. And he's like, damn, what happened? Yeah. You know? So it was just it was crazy. When did uh when did McVeigh take over? Two years ago. Two years so ago. this is his third year. Yeah. It's crazy. Is that it's just, just amazing like, playing yeah, with someone like just, him? Like, oh yeah. He's he's smart. A little too different. smart, man. He don't say, sleep. Everyone saw that video. He do his thing. I mean, he got the memory of an yeah, elephant. He got an elephant memory. I mean, he remember everything. Like, we'll be, you know, he'll just pull up a clip or say something. I'm like, Ty, you remember this? And I'm like. It's the third minute of the fourth quarter of the yeah, sixth like, game. I'm like, mm, uh-uh. like, yes, you do. I'm like, do he really nah, be doing like, yeah, dude. just like all the time. Like, dudes, just, like, Randy, know, like, what you did, like, a year, like, Bro, year and a half like, ago we on had a, a certain day. We had a team meeting. Um, this was a, this past mini camp, like a you know, like a, a week ago, and he does you know 
um, just goes over like the whole season. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, if it's like a magnificent play or if it's guys that, you know, had their first sack, like he was calling all that stuff out, just like literally mm-hmm. from game one all the way up to, you know, the Super Bowl. Like, I mean, and he's a player's coach. He's a, he's a good coach. I'm mm-hmm. um, always coming up with new ideas. Um, so you get excited, like yeah. like every yeah. week you come in on Wednesday. You know, Tuesday's our day off, mm-hmm. and then Wednesday we put that we start game planning. I mean, I get to smile on because it's like, oh yeah, it's gonna be a good yeah. week. Yeah. I mean, he's a genius. He's, yeah. he really is a genius. I, I noticed. Um, I think once he got involved, you started to get more involved from like the receiving end of the mm-hmm. ball. So how, talk about a little bit how how not just like the team, but how your game kind of evolved from yeah. uh, playing with him. I gave that story to the rookies. Um, and I said it to somebody too, probably like a week or two ago. And I was just like, when I first came into the lead, I was a, you know, I was a running back. You know, I grew up looking at the, you know, Jamal Charles, Mm -hmm. um, you know, Adrian Peterson, but I was more of like that, you know, I wanted to be like that more of a Adrian Peterson type of back. But at at first I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm not catching no ball. Like I'm not running no routes. Like I'm not doing this. Like I'm a running back. But then, you know, like I said, seeing other go- guys' games, you know, the Le'Veons, David Johnsons, Duke Johnson, um, Devontae Freeman, mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, I need to, mm-hmm. you know, in order to be the best, you got to, you know, do what the best yeah. is doing. And I had to, you know, elevate my game. And, I mean, you know, thanks to Coach McVay for, like, putting, those, putting us in this position. I mean, you know, it was certain routes where it's like, it didn't matter if it was a receiver, a tight end, or a running back, like whoever could run that route or wherever he feel comfortable with, mm-hmm. he's going to put you in that position. So, and then I also learned that, hey, you know, it could save my body. Why would I want to go up against 11 guys when I can, you know, have a one-on-one yeah. with one guy? And one's yeah. like a cornerback, one's a exactly. damn and, 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 and I'm like a linebacker. You know, um, Majority of the time, like I'm a Windows one on one. You know, that's all football is about is is just beating a man, crossing mm-hmm. you more times than he did. And I mean, once I seen that and started getting involved in the passing game, I just were like, I was like, damn, it's this easy. I can, you know, I can keep mm-hmm. doing this. Yeah. Um. I was actually, I, I like told him, I was like, yeah, pull up all his like his stats for this year. Cause I was just, obviously, you know, you were. You know, like like we're, we're talking, it's, it's like very modest, very humble, but it's like this year it was absurd. Just from oh, a, no. a, like it was just, just from a, a twenty one rushing touchdowns, twenty yeah, what twenty one rushing touchdowns, yeah, twenty one touchdowns this year and then twenty last year. Yeah, like this, like no nineteen. The the what was it? You were what um, offensive player of the year? Yeah, two years, two years ago. ago. Yeah, and just like I mean, obviously you had the the. Contract extension, what, going into this my past year? Yeah. yeah, so got that after my third year. Mm-hmm. Congrats. Yeah, congrats on that. <laughs> Thank that, you. That's good yeah. money. I was so happy. Still am. Now <laughs> I got to think about it. Is, is, is it, because obviously, you know, it's it's amazing for you. And, like, for me, it's just so different. I mean, I, I always think, I always say say to guys, like, I think NFL players should get paid the most. Mm-hmm. One, because, I mean. The rest the most. Yeah, like, yeah, like, obviously, NBA, you know, NBA is big, but, like, I think every everyone on Sunday, like two, Sunday, yeah. Monday night, football, we bring in the most turn. revenue. Yeah, y'all yeah. bring it like, on a day of the week. So one, y'all bring in y'all bring in the most revenue. So that's that has to trickle down. One and two, like y'all y'all put y'all bodies on the line. Like even guys have, you know, I want I don't. I, I don't want to say life on the line, but to Shoot, I don't want to exaggerate. But you do, players, yeah, yeah. But like you, like you got guys. And now, obviously, you know all the you know more tests about 
with the CTE mm-hmm. and concussions all and all that, that is huge now. But I always I always said that like, yo, if there's if there's going to be any um, sport that gets paid, yeah. it it, ha- it has to be football, just because y'all bring in the most, mm-hmm. y'all y'all risk the most. Because like for for us, it's like yeah, we can have you know some crazy injuries, but like. It ain't gonna be like no, you know, could cause mental illness nah. like twenty de- twenty yeah. years down the line. Yeah, you yeah, you yeah. see like what Teddy Bruce, with the Teddy Bruce, no, not Teddy Bruce. It was yeah, the only way they can test for that is when you when you, when die. you die. You see like yeah, Junior crazy. Seau and oh, that type um of stuff like that. So I think that was just something. So like, what, how was it for you? you once you signed out, you were just kind of like it's it's definitely cool. um, a relief. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like for me, you know, it's different. Definitely different chapters. Mm-hmm. Like I said, getting drafted was one of those like chapters in my life yeah. where it was like, okay, I accomplished this. You know, I went to college. All right, let me make it through college. Mm-hmm. Yeah, either graduate or be a professional. And I'm like, all right, you get drafted. You know how that goes. Like, all right, now I need to prove that I belong in this league. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, I get the contract extension. So it's like, now I don't really, you know, that's like a security blanket yeah. and it's just a relief, you yeah. know, off my shoulder. Something I don't, I really wasn't thinking about because mm-hmm. I was like, if it, when it happens, it's going to happen. But now that it happened, it's like I'm expanding myself, mm-hmm. you know, even more. It's down. It's about uh, making sure my family is, you know, well off, yeah. you know, for generations and then making sure I'm doing the right thing. And, you know, I've been playing football my whole life. So, you know, I work out all the time. And once I'm on the field, you know, that's going to take care of itself. So it's now, it's about me, you know, learning myself, um, putting myself in, yeah. in a different position and trying to, um, you know, make more. Yeah, and it's a blessing. And it's a belief. Uh, it's the organization taking a stand saying yeah. we're behind you because obviously the, the knock on, you know, running backs in the past has been, you know, they don't have as long, long as a career exactly. as they do. So they didn't have to do that at all. Have, but they mm-hmm. did it, which is yeah. dope. Um, I think the other really cool thing is, like, the NFL – uh, really seems like a fraternity. Like when, like when a dude gets his bag, like we love the rest it. of the league is it. so hype. Like even like when we, like when we went out with Frank Clark after he got his, like everyone was just like, we love it. I feel like I don't know if the NBA is a little bit more like competitive. I don't know what it is, but like the the NFL, everyone just seems to get really excited when someone yeah. gets paid because it's so damn hard. It's yeah. so hard yeah. to get like yeah to get to that, especially mm-hmm. when you see. I mean, all of my closer closer friends, you know, that I'm still in contact with to the day. You know, those are the guys that. That didn't, you know, they made yeah, it to the league, but it, they yeah. only made it, you know, through so, training cr- mm-hmm. training camp or they were, you know, one or two years and and you know being being cool with with other guys because when you meet other guys, it's like we're all from that same background, you know, we all went through college, yeah. mm-hmm. went through those crazy workouts, you know, the mat drills type of stuff, and you know, being around each other. So I just feel like when we see each other, you know, get paid, it's just mm-hmm. like a man, I'm so happy for that dude. Yeah. I don't even know this dude, you mm-hmm. know, but yeah. I know, you know, what four years ago he was yeah. just suspended yeah. at Georgia or, you know, he just hurt himself and mm-hmm. he was still able to come back and get yeah. that. And it's just, Especially you know, for what like you did too. Like you set the, the benchmark. So like when you get what you got, it helps a Melvin or exactly. like it, it's all. And in the league, and guys, you know, I always com- talk about, you know, competing and stuff like that, but it it doesn't matter who's better than who. It's all mm-hmm. about timing. Yeah. Because a dude can come and get paid more than me and be like, oh, you're not better than Ty. It doesn't matter. It's mm-hmm. all about timing. Yeah. It's all about yeah. timing. You know, You know. hopefully, who knows what Dak is going to get, but nine times out of ten, he should be – he's probably going to make more than, than uh, you know, Carson Wentz yeah. who just signed his deal. It's just – that's how it goes. Yeah. It goes. And, I mean, everybody 
you should be happy for guys like that. Sure. You know, it's life changing money and I mean, we all know where we all came from. So mm-hmm. to be yeah. able to do that in a three, four year span is yeah, it's amazing. Especially in basketball too, like you're directly matched up with the person you're competing against. So like you could be like, oh, this dude makes this, and they're guarding, Man, they're guarding many, each other. You don't know, know how many people I've seen they sign some, some you know, a contract. I'll be looking at them like, like this dude, like this dude, some shit. Like he's yeah. not nice. He getting yeah. ten mil a year, and obviously like. Obviously, that's like the competitive aspect of it. I'm like, man, and I want to being on yeah. a rookie, you know, rookie contract. That's yeah. what I want to be. So it's like, yeah, I think it's yeah. a little more competitive like, for us. I did that with basketball though because it was like, I ain't gonna say nobody's name, but it was a guy. He got paid probably like four years ago. And I was like, who the hell is this dude? Like, yeah. I never heard yeah. of him making eighty million dollars. Like, yeah, what the crazy. hell? And I'm like, I know I got to go get it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, <laughs> yeah. That's I think. I think. Yeah, I think there's yeah. a difference between. Because it's like he, you're not going to go out and guard like Le'Veon. Like you're yeah. going to do your thing against yeah. his defense. Yeah. He's yeah. going to do his thing against your thing. defense. Yeah. You could shoot your defense out, but at the end of the day, like there's uncontrollable yeah. factors, you know. Yeah. But I want to continue on that because I think, you know, in the NFL, um, <clears throat> like branding yourself and sticking out is a little bit more of a challenge like you said there's dudes on the on in on nba roster who are the last men on the bench and it's you know they're very marketable and i think for football um there's guys like yourself and odell and you know guys that are at the top of the mm-hmm. the the pyramid but there's a lot of people who really struggle to kind of like you know build a brand for themselves mm-hmm. i don't know if it's because they're wearing a helmet but what yeah. do you why is that you think i mean definitely the helmet thing yeah. you know definitely the, doesn't really you know get to show our face you know the, i feel like you know the content we we get to put out that we can control on our own. It's Instagram, yeah. you know, and, and Twitter. And obviously, you know, being in, like, the gaming world and stuff like that. But um, defense, I know defense is, is definitely a struggle. Yeah. I mean, I can only name them. Yeah. I mean, you know, you might you might know who defensive players are, but, you know, a lot of people Regular don't person, really, yeah. you know, recognize them. But Unless they're just big. Big on Unless football. Just, yeah, Frank, like, tough. Um, like Frank. All, yeah. If, if you weren't yeah. really a Seahawks fan, you weren't like suit. You didn't really yeah. know who he was. Yeah. Exactly. All of a sudden, he gets a hundred. It's like you like, get hundred yeah. million dollar dude. You, yeah. you don't even like yeah, you don't even know what he really yeah. like even looked like. Yeah. And I mean, for us, you know, I'm like we scored a touchdown. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's more glamorous for y'all. Guys. Yeah. yeah, it's like y'all get the love skill you. position. You yeah. know, it's just like with the lineman. You know, they don't want to show you know the offensive lineman no love. Yeah. But it's the like, left tackles get paid. exactly they get paid. But I'm scoring the touchdowns, but. Because of those guys, yeah. though, you know, yeah. those guys are helping me score the touchdowns. But it's like, you know, I'm getting all the love, and that's when I feel like I gotta, you know, do something for the line. You always see the back. Yeah, take care of their yeah well, I mean, I mean, that's, that I feel like that's like one thing. Like yeah. quarterbacks and running backs, it's all. It's yeah. always yeah, like yeah. I, I forgot, I forgot like who it was. Like I think Tom, like Tom Brady got Tom Brady got cars or watches, or probably ATVs watches or watches. Yeah, yeah. There, got, but there have been like yeah. I think that got like everyone on the Cowboys like ATVs yeah, and I like think so we did the yeah, Polaris you, you did, last yeah, year. Me and Golf, Golf was trying to be cheap, but I'm like, bro, we got to do this. Like, <laughs> I said, yeah, but those are the ones that protect our ass. Yeah, like, we can, I'm like, I can't be an all pro <laughs> running back in the future and making like yeah. you know a, this much amount a year and then giving out like miss a miss a block and exactly. So but, it's nice, cool. I mean, you. I mean, most guys don't really ask for much. Mm-hmm. Um, they're super grateful. But yeah. for me, um, I, I like to do this because being that guy when I came in that I didn't really know anything. And even that I did go first round, I was like, guys were looking after me, mm-hmm. take care of me. Like, nah, I got it. So, you know, I kind of do the same thing when, yeah. when the rookies come in. It's like, you know, take those guys out to eat, 
we just chill, invite him over to the house. You know, last mm-hmm. week me and Eric Dickinson did like a, you know, the the his his little annual mm-hmm. um, rookie cookout at his house. So just it's just showing those guys, especially for me, you know, being the the, the captain and leader on the team, mm-hmm. and to be like you know an all pro player. So I just always kind of been that way, even when I was in college, just mm-hmm. staying cool with the walk ons because at the end of the day, like we're all in it together, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, like. I don't want to hang out with you twenty four seven, but you know we we still you know we still brothers. You mm-hmm. know? Sure. I I think just kind of talking about the, just like the the marketing side and just like you know because that, that's something what we had um Noah Noah's dinner what probably two probably two months ago. So mm-hmm. so for the for you, some of you guys that don't know that you know we we have a we all have a mutual friend who has a business and kind of connects athletes and businessmen and we have. Um, just dinners and stuff, and you know that that's one one of the times I saw you. I'm just I saw you. I'm like, oh, what up, Tommy? Uh, yeah, that was and it was two or one or two days before uh, the Beyond Meat IPO. I'll let you know, but me and DeAndre trying to do like a little party or something. Oh yeah, we're hot. We'll talk about. You had extra smile on your face that day. No, so one I want to talk about. I'm gonna talk about this in the business side. Then we can get to the beyond me. I do. Okay. I, I have a story about it. So, um, so just I just kind of talk about what you what you're kind of what you trying to do now. Because obviously, you talked about you getting the contract. You know, it's kind of like a security blanket. You want, and, but you want to have generational wealth, and that's obviously um, you got to do more than just oh get the contract. So you know, for me, because I mean, I've I went to a couple of those dinners, or I've been to you know just other. Um, plays, but you don't always, you know, a lot of times you see a lot of basketball players and stuff like that, but you don't see as much, as many mm-hmm. football, football players. Yeah. So just kind of you um, being, I guess I can kind of say trailblazer because you're someone that's very, very well known. You're mm-hmm. someone who's at the top of your craft, one of the, um, one of the best, you know, I'd say the, the best back in the league. Um, just kind of talk about what you're kind of trying to do in, in the business world and just kind of just say what you want, you know, kind of how you build that generational yeah. wealth. For me, I mean, I felt like for me, I was especially like, I feel like I'm I'm not late, but I feel mm-hmm. like I could have been doing this a lot sooner, yeah. Yeah. which is okay because, you know, you live and you learn. But when I first got in the lead, it was about, you know, just partying, you know, partying yeah. and stuff like that. Having but it's fun, just like, yeah. okay, I could party, but like, you know, instead of chilling and sitting around and, you know, not doing nothing productive all day, you know, why not, you know, set up meetings um, like I said, I just just went to the Super Bowl. I'm a you know playing the NFL. I'm mm-hmm. a, I'm a, a known athlete, mm-hmm. so it's like why not put myself in in a position? I have all these phone numbers in my phone, so why not use them? And to do like dinners like that. And I, for me, I just wanna I'm, I want to know you know because what you don't know, you don't know. Yeah. And the only way to know it is to experience it, and or you know get the knowledge from someone else. So mm-hmm. I'm, I've always been big into that. And, you know, once I've been learning about the business, you know, be, you know, building your own brand, um, you know, being your own CEO and, and learning about that stuff, it's it's it interests me. Yeah. You know, I'm like, man, you know, instead of doing this, I could have been doing this the whole time mm-hmm. or putting yeah. my money in, you know, and your money make money. this way. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it, it kind of got my my head to where it's like. I'm telling my friends about this, and yeah. it's like now we're all having conversations instead of us sitting at the table talking about what we're gonna do tonight, or you know, we're like, "Hey, man, I heard about the Beyond Me. So you heard about you know this trade, or you know, you know, Amazon yeah. did this, does that." 
and it's like you know I want to I want to learn that side of the business because yeah. you know it's not like you know for basketball you you could play I mean you know five years ten years fifteen years yeah. but I'm, I'm a running back like I'm only gonna play but for so long yeah, yeah. and you know if I, if I did you know five years ten years fifteen years I'm I'll definitely be be happy but I still have I mean, plenty of life to live yeah. after that. So I definitely want to know, like, you know, I want to be so busy and have, you know, stuff set up with what I'm done where I'm not even thinking about football. It's mm -hmm. like I already got this in place. You know, I already got my foundation that I'm starting up and, you know, that I can start working on that and, mm -hmm. and just learning other stuff. Especially being LA athletes. I know you're not anymore, but you had two amazing years here. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nah, you had two great you, years man. here. But don't no, miss them, hey, man, don't miss always, them Rock Nation dinners. Yeah, man. It's uh, always love and for the purple and gold. Yeah. But now, you, I mean, being athletes in LA, you guys, uh, I mean, the amount of access, you mentioned just so much of it is just knowing mm -hmm. the wine's good, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So much of it is just knowing that these opportunities exist, let alone like having access Thank to them. You, so being athletes in LA and the amount of like business people that are here, it's just, it's, the opportunity that you guys have to take advantage of it is crazy. Got yeah. to. Crazy. You got to. <laughs> like, for me, um, yeah, it's, it's like you have to. Mm -hmm. Like, for me to be in L.A. and to be, like, a known athlete, like, to yeah. have, like, actual, like, billionaire numbers mm -hmm. on your phone, it's yeah. like. If you didn't do it, you'll kick yourself 10 yeah, years down like, the road. Because once you out of this league, it's like, it's too late. Yeah. It's too late. You know, it's, it's way too late. Like, show show yeah. the type of person you are now. Um, you know, you don't have to be fake or anything, but just, mm -hmm. you know, just make those connections yeah. Yeah. And, and, and do everything impossible. So if nothing did work out, at least you know that. Just like in sports, you work hard, you work hard. Even if the outcome is not what you want, mm -hmm. at least you know you put yourself in the, yeah. the best yeah. position for sure. possible. So let's talk about this. Is always a sore, a, a sore subject for me, but for you, it's an amazing it's subject. An amazing so let's subject. let's talk about beyond me. Obviously, I don't. You don't have to tell everything because I don't want to do is all, listen to the podcast. Be sitting here counting your yeah, pockets. Leave out, leave out yeah, the numbers. Yeah, yeah. Leave yeah, out the yeah, numbers. So you don't go, but just kind of talk about how you got into beyond. And for guys that don't know, beyond meat is a vegan based company or plant plant based plant company. Plant based company. Plant -based plant -based company, plant -based company yeah. Vegan based plant based company. Um, and just kind of really trying to start and help the initiative of being, um, you know, more plant based. And, you know, not consuming as much meat. You know, obviously, like you said, for well, the pound like a pound of meat, it's like. F Eight hour, yeah, eight, so, eight hour. It's like taking an eight hour shower yeah, or something so like that. The whole that. thing with like yeah. plant based stuff yeah. is it's not just good for you, but it's like Great good for the for environment you. as yeah. well. Yeah. And uh, I read somewhere that the uh, a four ounce piece of meat, which is like you know probably what your typical burger patty is, yeah. uh, eating that, the amount of water that it takes to produce that is the equivalent mm -hmm. of a nine hour shower. And yeah. then you, you, you mean you hear athletes, you know, talk about like I got to get this, yeah. and I got to get this steak, I got this, this iron protein, and protein, I, I got to get all this, but it's just like I mean. It, it makes you feel a lot yeah. better and it doesn't taste bad like it tastes it mm -hmm. actually tastes good you and know that, it actually tastes good and to be able to i mean i had a meeting with those guys probably like a year and a half ago mm -hmm. and um you know deandre hopkins that's one of my you know great friends he's an ambassador yeah. mm -hmm. um you know uncle snoop he's an ambassador mm -hmm. and for them to come at me you know on the football side and to approach me to become you know one of the beyond meets ambassadors and I think it's good to show kids that it's all right to, like, you don't have to be, like, you can eat what you want to yeah. eat. Like, you don't be judged because you don't eat a certain way because yeah. you don't eat, you know, beef or you don't eat turkey. Mm -hmm. Like, if you want to 
do what Serena Williams doing or Odell Beckham or LeBron James like if they're being plant based yeah. like I feel like we're showing mm-hmm. showing that you know just the way you should be eating. Yeah. you should be eating this way because you know 50 years from now you don't want to be caused with mm-hmm. a problem that you can't get rid of and, yeah you know I feel like yeah you know, and a lot of credit to be on me for realizing that because it was it was going to be the athletes that are that really paved the way because yeah it's you guys are the ones who are it's traditionally like oh they have to eat you know protein and mm-hmm. all these things but if if you guys can can eat plant-based or at least you know a couple meals yeah. a week plant-based and then still perform at a, yeah. a higher yeah. level it's like yeah why you know why not and like yeah. you said it's, it's saving the universe and it's putting good stuff in your body and, you know, yeah. health as well. Yeah. So, so, so tell me why. So, uh, Beyond Me IPO this probably a couple months, probably like a month ago, maybe it's now. On oh, yeah, it's on a tear, too. It's on a tear. Oh, man. IPO'd at $25, $25 a share. So, obviously, I mean, we had a conversation before. We're not even going to talk about figures and all that, but we had a conversation before so at that dinner. Yeah. So, I kind of, I knew you, and that was what, probably that dinner was like a couple of days before they went to yeah, IPO. Yeah, I mean, they Three literally so, went. Um, yeah, like literally. So, well, to take a step back. So, this 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 is how I I first heard of Beyond Meat in December, December, December 2018. 2018. I think it was December 12th. I remember the day because I remember looking back at our text messages, and I told you the story. So, we come back from a, a week long road trip. You were gone for a while. So, yeah, we yeah. we were gone for like a week, week and a half. Mm. So, as you get back on a road trip, you tired. You're like, man, I ain't trying to do nothing. First, like a couple of days, just trying to chill. So Matt texted me. Matt texted me. He was like, "Yo, we got a meeting with the CEO and I think with the president, chairman, uh, yeah, chairman of, of Beyond Meat." So the thing, Matt, like Matt, he, so he texted me about it, and, but he knows like if he if he like put all the details in the text message and it was a lengthy text message, I probably wouldn't have read all of it. <laughs> Not at all. So so he kind of tried to like sum it up in like like three sentences. So I like looked at it and I'm just looking. I'm like, I'm not. I'm uh, I'm not. I'm not vegan i'm not plant-based and i had no idea how i was going to kind of yeah. get into like the company or like what i was going to do so i was just like you know what matt i i, I should have asked him i should be like oh yeah. what do you think we can do with him my dumb ass didn't do that i was just like ah now i'm kind of tired let's just let's just like do it some other time fast forward um six months down the line the ipo at 25 dollars a share and then so I kicked myself when I IPO at 25, and now I'm kicking myself like hell because what I think I woke up this morning. I think they were at 170, uh, 170 a share. Yeah. So I remember when they IPO'd uh, um, the first day. I was in the facility looking, at, and like I'm like looking at the stock, and it's probably an hour since they IPO'd, and this this this. It's already a sixty dollars yeah, share. Yeah. I FaceTime yo ass. You on the ba- you in the Bahamas <laughs> on no, he's in the Bahamas on a boat with some sunglasses on, like yo. And you're here again yeah, with that I, stem yeah, on your knee. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I like so I knew because they they asked me to go to the like because Brandon talked to me about it and he was like yo yeah, they're going yeah, to the Bahamas. Yeah. Todd, Caitlin, all them. I was just like okay, cool. Like you know you manager all them. So I was just like okay, they all going. I might try to go, but then my girlfriend was going that weekend, so I'm like, dang, I can't go. I can't just cancel her flight now, the day before. So, yeah. so I knew you're gonna. But it was just the fact that after we talk, had our conversation about you know your your involvement with Beyond Me, I call you, and this dude is literally like this. Yeah, my money's making money. I said <laughs> I was so I don't know if I've ever been more jealous. I'm sitting there like, dang, my man like, is sitting there living his best life, and at this time, moment, man. he is making a bag just yeah. chilling um he deserves it oh, he, definitely deserves it. he earned it, man 
He earned it, man. You yeah. earned it. That was a good that deserves a and cheers. I didn't even like, that deserves that does deserve cheers. Now, now cheers that to your, your pockets, now that you said brother. that, I really never even like look back on it like that. But it's like <laughs> you know, it's it's like uh, another blessing in life. Man, no, definitely. Sure. Um, <clears throat> so want to do the the, the time? Yeah. So I right, so this is something that for for everyone that's gonna tune into the podcast and for you, this is something that we're gonna do. Um, kind of to end every episode. This is okay. kind of you know. There's kind of 10 lighthearted questions. You, you, you see the, the lighthearted there? Um, so 10 lighthearted <laughs> oh, like questions. That, so we call yeah. it the, uh, the lighthearted 10. Yeah. So, shout, um, out, shout out Art Mob for the artwork, yeah, by the way. Them, the, them the Geigers? Yeah, yeah. the Geigers, yeah. bro. <laughs> um, so right, I guess we'll, uh, we'll start with Go it. Ahead. So first question probably be like, what's, what's your biggest pet peeve? <clears throat> Long text messages and questions. Ooh. I feel that long test messages will cost Yo, you a long distance relationships, but I get a lot. I get a lot of like paragraphs. I'm like, it, you know, you need to call me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About to say because or send a voice you, memo or something. Yeah, like because so, I gotta sit there and read all of it. Voice memo was a good yeah, idea. I'm I'm no, voice memo. Right now people are like, what are you doing? doing like, nah, but if they voice memo, I know I I can do like regular people, but like not if I'm in an argument because I Nancy gonna be yelling trying. <laughs> nah, okay, I'm not doing that. Um, next one. Biggest fear. Snape. <laughs> Favorite cartoon growing up? The Simpsons. I seen Homeboy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, childhood celebrity crush. Man, I don't had so many. <laughs> <laughs> Megan Fox. Fancy from Jamie Foxx. Yeah, fan. Aaron Andrews. Like. To everybody, he was a little celebrity crust thought, aren't you? I was. Aaron he just named them all. Let yeah, you get, yeah. Let you get it. <laughs> the memories was coming back. Um, I was. Uh, what superpower would you want? Fly. Fly. Okay. Uh, if you could switch lives with anyone for a day, who would it be? Stan Kroenke. Oh, Great answer. Yeah, that was a really good answer. You have unlimited screaming eagle. <laughs> <laughs> and a limited bag. Too. Yeah, for real. Um what profe- what profession I think we might have touched about what profession other than yours would you want to attempt? Yeah, basketball. Basketball. I was gonna say baseball. Yeah. I wanna I, I wish I really tried at baseball. Baseball, you, I you were good at baseball. I love baseball. I, for me, there's no better sound in sports than hearing like the wooden bat, like you, like a home run hit with the wooden bat know. hit the ball and you just hear it. Like nah, it's, for sure. It's so that, that sure. sound is just like I'm yeah. like yeah. damn. Josh's great uncle was the first African American African American player for the Yankees. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Austin uh, Howard won MVPs. He got like five Super Bowl. I mean, not Super Bowl. Five yeah. um, World Series rings, yeah. etc. So, but That's yeah. Um, who would play you in the Todd Gurley movie? Michael B. Jordan. That's a great answer. That's a really good answer. What is the what is the title for the current chapter of your life? Mm. What like? Just like if you could like like you're, like what you're doing right now. If you could just. I would say it, okay. Would say? The extension. I would say. <laughs> Money man. Well, like like um. What not like businessman or not like for, it can be it can be business for me right now. Be like um. I mean, obviously athlete, but it'll be more like philanthropist, you know, business investor. Like okay. I would say those three together. Dope. Um, last one. If heaven exists, what do you want to hear God say when you pull up? Welcome, Todd. <laughs> Welcome, Todd. <laughs> to the Golden Gates. <laughs> what about you? 
Welcome, my nigga. That's, that's all. I, that's what I want to hear. Boy, I've been, oh, been waiting on you. What you, <laughs> like, you cheated me too many times. He's <laughs> like, thank you for getting me away from all these crazy girls. <laughs> uh, but not nah, uh, just kind of can't, you know, wrap things up. Thank you, Vaughn. Thank you for being yeah, on. It's been, been you, good. Man. But, uh, you know, it's been, um, there's no surprise, you know, just sitting here having this conversation. There's no surprise, you know where you are right now being the, mm-hmm. you know the best back in the league um the the growing businessman you know it, no surprise with all the success that you had just because how humble you are how mm-hmm. you know you talk about you know um you're you, know, you a lot of times when someone's as good as you you can be bigger you think you're bigger than you, you know mm-hmm. yourself but the way that you're um you know talk about how you care about other people the way yeah. you you talk about how you connect with people and um how humble you are is just amazing so mm, you know definitely that. don't don't change that gotta um, be man because it'll be another guy as big yeah. as me or bigger than yeah. me you mm-hmm. know five ten years from now you know yeah. basketball is not gonna stop for you and football ain't gonna stop for me yeah. so that's kind of how i look at it nah, that's dope yeah. man so thank you so much for coming on um it's been, a, it's been a pleasure man. appreciate it's y'all man appreciate thank it. you man good so, luck in new orleans too man I'm, hey, you know man, i'm gonna be it. i'm gonna be i'm gonna be watching <laughs> for sure. <laughs> oh man <laughs>